Coming up on Break It Down with Brian H. Am I supposed to believe that John Moxley will lose his AEW World Championship this Saturday? And do WWE finally have things in order? Will we finally see things going in the direction they had hoped for after WrestleMania originally as planned? All this and more on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you think. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Make sure you go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Brian H. Waters. And of course, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button right down below. Make sure you turn on the bell notifications. That way you are notified each and every time the wrestling realm drops new content and make sure you share this with your friends. And guess what? Just to let you know, you may say, well, I'm on YouTube today, but you know, I want to listen to the show when I'm in my car or while I'm at work or while I'm working out. I got you covered. This show is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora Podcasts, and Podbean. You name it, we are there. And if you go on the Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop that five-star rating. And leave a comment and then let me know when you do so. That way I can give you a special shout out on the show. Folks, I said at the top of the show, John Moxley. Am I supposed to believe that MJF is going to beat him this Saturday at All Out? I was sitting here and I was putting together the show and I said, you know, I'm going to just talk about that right away. Uh, we saw that um, Moxley had to face the one of MJF's lackeys, for lack of a better word, at the end of the night. And, you know, I understand the stipulation. You know, you got to face my guy. And it's just a setup. And we saw that MJF and his goons beat up Moxley. But wrestling history has always told me whoever's left out for the 90% of the time, who's ever left, whoever is left in the middle of the ring is usually the one going up. Now, full disclosure... I learned this long before I would care to admit that wrestling was predetermined. And I remember during the Attitude Era, I would see every time Stone Cold Steve Austin would get ready for a big match, he was always the last one laid out on the Monday Night Raw. And then what happens? He goes on to the pay-per-view and wins, retains the championship. Same with The Rock. And that formula has continued. There are exceptions to the rule. Randy Orton um, was laid out a few times with Drew McIntyre, uh, even with Kofi Kingston, and he still lost. So, but I just don't see MJF doing it. Now, I will say this does make it interesting as to who's going to win the battle royal, the casino battle royal coming up. Um, I was going to talk about this later, but, you know, I'll get into it now. We got some, you know, some heavy hitters. Uh, I really like the exchange of promos that they had going on. You had Jake the Snake. You had, um, 
who was the other guy? Was it? It wasn't Tully. Yeah, it was. What? What? No, it was somebody. Oh, Taz. Yeah, you had Taz, and then you had Eddie Kingston come out there, and next thing you know, you had an all-out brawl. Some, my gut tells me Eddie Kingston could win this thing, but then again, I just got Lance Archer, and I'm just thinking, oh, Moxley's going to win the title more than likely. Lance Archer. And I know. I think it's a. It's not an immediate shot because you know all in, all out. If I'm not mistaken, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. To me, it seems like this is their WrestleMania. You know, they got the red carpet. You know, you got Friday, you got AEW Dark. Saturday, you got uh, the um, preliminary matches. Um, and then, you know, all this stuff. So I'm thinking maybe they're treating this like it's a WrestleMania. And I could be wrong, but who knows? But let's move on to the WWE, you know. So now it's all settled. Roman Reigns is your brand new Universal Champion. He's also with Paul Heyman. And you saw him take a shot at Twitter where he told somebody basically, you know, you always got my name in your mouth, just swallow it or whatever. And me personally, I like it. I want to know where do they go from here? Where does Roman go? Um, you know, who's next in line? You, you think about who could possibly challenge him. Uh, you know, we talked about you know, I've seen a lot of discussion where people want to see Big E challenge him, right? They want to see, um, you know, they want to see Big E and Roman. They want to see uh, Roman and, uh, you know, Big E get that opportunity. I want to see it, but I want to see that slowly build. I don't want to see Big E rushed into the main event right now. I want to see... You know, Roman take out Braun Strowman again. I want to see him take out The Fiend. I want him to look so strong. I want him to look stronger than he's ever looked before. That way, when Big E does take him out, it's a bigger win. It's a bigger victory. I, I think about who else could be out there. AJ Styles is a heel. Daniel Bryan, you can have Daniel Bryan come back and come up short. You know, obviously, you know, a lot of people are saying The Rock, the money matchup, Roman and Rock. At this point, Roman does, to me, has to go over. There's no point in The Rock beating him unless, you know, it's a, a back and forth. But this is really one of those type of deals. So, uh, I'm, but I'm really, this is so good because I haven't been so excited for SmackDown in a while that I want to see what's going to happen. I want to see how Roman is going to handle this, how he's going to react. Will he talk? Will he not talk? You know, he is, to me, finally, the Universal Championship is on somebody who is believable of opening and closing the show. Sure, the Fiend was a good champion, but he was also, you know, a, a character, a gimmick. I want to see what's going to happen. It's been a while. You know, you look back, The Fiend brought the title to SmackDown, right? Then Goldberg won it. Well, he was part-time. That's when, you know, it was supposed to be Roman and Goldberg. Then after that, it was The Fiend and, uh, I mean, it was Braun Strowman. Well, Strowman got hit with the pan the pandemic, and that's unfortunate for him. Uh, shout out to my boys, uh uh, G-Lo, well, Glenn, Corey, and Champ Creed, they were discussing this on their show, The Wrestle Marks of Excellence, which you can find on all podcast platforms as well. They were saying Vince McMahon got his shiny new Roman bag. 
So he cast Braun Strowman aside. And I think that's exactly what happened. Who you know why you don't want to play with Strowman no more. So these are gonna be this is gonna be interesting. I want to see how this plays out. In the end, I want to see Roman Reigns have a long run. I think this is your champion going into WrestleMania. This is gonna be one of the type of runs, folks. It just is. You know that that SummerSlam to WrestleMania run. Um, I can't think of one I've seen that went that long. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Bret Hart went through, uh, went from SummerSlam to the Survivor Series, but, and then Triple H, technically, the night after SummerSlam, he went all the way to Backlash. Well, he did, but he didn't. He had that, no, actually, he did lose it twice, but those, they ain't really count. Triple H was the guy from SummerSlam to Backlash. Uh, with losing it, uh, being losing it to Vince and the title being vacated, getting it back, losing it to Big Show. So, only time will tell what happens there. Um, as far as the WWE Championships concerned, Monday Night Raw triple threat match was Randy Orton victorious over Seth Rollins and Keith Lee. Seth Rollins uh, took the pin. I thought this was a way WWE calls himself protecting Keith Lee. Uh, the word on the street is that he is due for a big push. Vince is impressed. A lot of people wonder, well, why can't he keep? Why why can't he take his shirt off? He took it off in NXT. Why can't he take it off on Raw? Still USA Network, right? So that's interesting. But I'm, I'm very excited about him being uh, up there. I want to see what happens with him. It's a hit or miss thing. Uh, we've seen big guys, but we haven't seen, you know, Mark Henry says that he has that big man magic. He brings that big man magic back. But we've seen so many bigger black guys fail than succeed. You know, Ezekiel Jackson is one of them. So what's going to happen? Can this guy be a WWE champion? Only time will tell. You know, I said before, if they want to make WrestleMania blackity black, 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 it will be Big E winning the WWE Universal Championship, um, Keith Lee winning the WWE Championship, and Sasha Banks winning the Raw, I mean, SmackDown Women's Championship. That's if WWE wants to make it blackity black, black, black. But I doubt that will happen. So, but, um, you know, it's still interesting to see what's going to happen with him. This past uh, Tuesday, NXT was on Tuesday, and it will be next week. We saw a fatal four-way Iron Man match. Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, and the guy who I was rooting for, Finn Balor. Finn Balor and Adam Cole were tied. Balor had got the pin that he needed over Ciampa. And then right before the time expired, Adam Cole came in and got the one, two, three on Balor. So we'll get that match next week. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Uh, I didn't hate it. I was, I wanted to see a clear-cut winner. I wanted to see Balor win. So when Balor got that win, I was like, I was like yes, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But then Adam Cole came in. So I think... Uh, this will be a good one-on-one match. Obviously, we're going to watch, but this will for I, I think it's I, I would say eighty percent sure that Finn Balor will become the new NXT champion. I don't see Adam Cole winning it again. Yeah, sure, he could be 
NXT champion, and he could, but he had the title so long. I think this is going to get Finn Balor going again. And as he becomes, you know, he's going to be the guy who takes NXT into um, that next gear. And as well as with him being champion, like I said at the beginning, WWE kind of putting things back, kind of having things, I don't want to say the way they should be, but kind of going with established veterans and then letting them carry the torch. Finn Balor's established with the NXT brand. Roman Reigns, obviously, he's established. Drew McIntyre is established, but having a uh, Randy Orton will, will give him that solidification because I believe Drew McIntyre will beat Randy Orton at Night of Champions, and then that will be that, that very solid win in this championship reign. I could be wrong, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, but... Um, let's go ahead and take the first break. Um, yeah, we're going to take the first break. I forgot which one did I have <laughs> loaded up in here? Um, cause I want to make sure I call it out. Oh, well, you know, before the survivor, I mean, right after SummerSlam, I was joined on this show by my brothers, the real Dwayne Allen and then my brothers from the flex zone. Andre Melton, DeMars Dye, and Roger Heron. And we all discussed how we felt about Roman coming back. Now, mind you, this is before we knew he was aligned with Paul Heyman. This is actually uh, five days before we knew. But I'm going to run that clip. And if you haven't checked out our SummerSlam post show, so it's a few timeless. It's a great conversation we had. So I urge you to check it out. Here it is. Roman Reigns is back. Okay. How do you feel? No, I think it's a good move. Uh, the WWE is it's desperately in need of um, star power. Uh, I think the WWE is at a phase right now where they've taken the approach of let's try to start to make new stars. Let's try to push some of these younger characters it's just to get people familiar, especially during a downtime like this. Uh, with everything they had going on with the, the Thunderdome, the approach, and even the main event itself with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. I think seeing Ro- Roman is uh, going to help boost what they're trying to do next but it, it was it was a good way to bring him back you know in a way that was special not just him just popping back up saying i'm back so <laughs> uh well it wasn't bad i don't know if it was a hill turn or not because he did attack both guys but it might be roman just being in the middle but it was good for what it was to Dwayne's point they need star power i think a lot of us do miss roman miss what he brought to the table i actually like the shirt he had on as well and for what it was to end out the show, it, it did its job. I thought it was cool. He came back. Um, I did miss him. Um, I, what? I, he had, I, I did. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, I don't hate Roman Reigns. I really yeah. don't. I thought what he did at WrestleMania was phenomenal. I enjoyed every bit of it, of him not being there. It was great. And I'm great. I'm glad that he's healthy. I'm glad that he's back. Um, I just wish it was tomorrow night. You didn't see that coming because I never, I, I didn't think Roman Reigns was coming back for a while. Yeah. But um, with that being said, I mean, when they said never saw it coming, I figured something would be like Sister Abigail uh, into the picture, but I didn't see Roman Reigns. Dre, we all know you was hoping it was CM Punk. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, 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 the chump. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Chump. Yeah, chump. Waste the money. The waste chump the ain't coming back. I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast right here on YouTube. Go ahead, drop the um, 
hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell notification that way you're notified each and every time we come on i usually come on after so usually come on after the big shows um and obviously every wednesday the show well i should say every wednesday the show is recorded to be set to go for you guys on Thursday, whether it's Thursday morning. Some people catch the show as soon as it drops. I might, you know, they catch it at um, Thursday, like, I mean, Wednesday night around 11.50. So it all depends, you know. I, I find that sometimes I go live, to be honest with you. Sometimes I just like to record it, make sure everything's in order. So um, let's move on to Monday night. Well, let's just let's talk about the women. Sasha and Bailey and, and I was doing some thinking, right? And I'm some listening. Like I said, I was listening to my brothers over at the Russell Marks of Excellence. And Corey brought up a good point. And I have to elaborate on that. And I texted him. I said, man, you are absolutely right. WWE blew that load with Sasha and Bailey. That few could have went a little bit longer. You never really we saw them brag about being the tag team champions, but my problem was that while we were getting used to them being champions and while we was getting used to Sasha having that Raw Women's Championship, they were still trying to outdo each other. What do I mean? There was never a point in time where they had a genuine love and just a genuine love with no jealousy. If you go back to when this all started, this started with Sasha Banks saying she was jealous of Bailey because Bailey had a belt. And then that would lead to Sasha challenging and eventually winning the Raw Championship. Now, they would pick up the tag team titles, but why not? And some people say it's overkill, but no, why not let. Sasha lose her championship at Night of Champions. And then in October, maybe even at the Survivor Series, they lose the tag titles. You could have really extended this long where you're building and you're building to the point they love each other so much that they're making it all about those two being equals. And the titles are equal. And then slowly but surely start peeling away where the jealousy factors because every time they both had the belts they was constantly well you're going to face the hardest person on the roster well you're going to face this person and that's why i feel like they did blow the load i had to give credit to Corey because i was thinking it and um <laughs> my brother was on the same page as i was so that's where i'm with that but nonetheless they don't have the tag titles they don't have the women's, uh, Sasha doesn't have the women's championship. Now, they could regain the tag titles. That's not out of the picture. And the reason why is because how long do we really expect Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler to be champions? This is a different scenario, but it kind of reminds me of the Undertaker and Kane winning the tag titles, right? When they beat Mankind and, under, Mankind and Kane, Undertaker Stone Cold winning the tag titles when they beat Mankind and Kane. Yes, Mankind and Kane were a tag team. They weren't like best friends like Sasha and Bailey, but they were both united by Paul Bear. And then 
they eventually got the titles back, even though Kane would align himself up with The Undertaker. The reason why I said that is because even though they were kind of a makeshift tag team that lost the titles to a team that didn't like each other, they eventually got them back. So I'm not saying it won't happen. Um, we just saw that the WWE broke up the Iconics. So I'm wondering where you go with women's tag team. I don't know why the Iconics broke up. I guess it was time though. I would have liked to see them get another run. Personally, that's why I would have rather Sasha and Bailey drop the titles to again, if anybody. But they, um, nonetheless, they just lost the championship. I mean, they lost as they lost on Monday to Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, a team that people was really trying to figure out. Okay, are they really putting them back together? Do these ladies even like each other? Can they trust each other? But the Iconics are broken up, and immediately we saw them go to, because, you know, they're still going to be buddies, right? Still going to be friends. But we saw them go to um, Raw Underground, and it was faced with, some, I mean, Billy Kay just got decimated by Maria Shafir and Jessamine Duke. It, it was ridiculous. They, She had no business in the raw underground with them. And then we saw the iconic picture that uh, Shane McMahon, which eventually did make its way around the internet as a meme, where Shane McMahon took a picture with Peyton Royce. And people said, this is what the creepy fans look like. Don't put on deodorant than when they hold these wrestlers. So don't be that fan, folks. Look, don't. No, no, none of that. Just stop it. Whew. But um, Mickey James, she was the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Don't believe she have a chance. I don't think Mickey James has another championship reign in her. I hope to be wrong, but I just see Oscar going on this path of dominance possibly to be honest with you she could go on this path of dominance until either they really open up their eyes and see what they have in a bianca belair or if they know whether or not becky lynch is coming back now it's kind of hard with becky because becky is somebody she, I mean, no, she's pregnant and she's going to be a mother. And that's not just something, okay, you have a baby, you get back in the ring. You know, it's not fair for anybody to ask a woman to do that. So I don't see Becky coming back, honestly. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, Seth Rollins is probably on his way home as he was, you know, you see him kind of separating and put kicking Buddy Murphy out. You also saw that he was the one who took the pin, so... We knew he wasn't going to win the number one contendership. Him and Drew McIntyre, we've been there already. So I do see Seth Rollins kind of making his way towards the exit, and he deserves it, bottom line. I'm not sure how many months Becky's pregnant, but, uh, you know, she just announced it over the summer. So obviously she's not in, like, in her third trimester, but Seth Rollins going to be a father. He probably won't want to be there for everything. Um. NXT next week, Super Tuesday return. I brought that up earlier. We will see Mercedes Martinez taking on Rhea Ripley in a cage match. Now, I mean, Mercedes Martinez, Rhea Ripley, and um, Dakota, I mean, not Dakota, but uh, Gonzalez. I forgot his name. escapes me right now. All down there, NXT. You have different type of women, and I think it's great. 
because what you have here is somebody who um what you have here is somebody who will you got different you you don't have that prototypical same type of WWE superstars and that right there is the best part right you're not doing the same thing you're not okay we're going to have somebody who's five foot five five foot seven um 150 pounds no or 120 pounds no you do have these women who can roll with the best of them and this is going to be great you know Rhea Ripley lost the NXT championship a lot of people you know there was discussion and when she lost it to Charlotte there could have been visa issues that's why they took the title off of her but clearly she's back she's working so um I wouldn't be surprised to see her get that championship back uh before the year is out last year she had an incredible run and it's unfortunate she really didn't get the run with the championship but Io Shirai is doing a great job I do see her losing it soon though um I don't need any more Oscar or Shayna Baszler runs uh, quite frankly, it's just, we don't need it. I, I enjoyed the Sasha Banks, the Charlotte, the ba Bailey runs that we did get. Um, but yeah, I don't need those long, lengthy title runs anymore. Um, it's just, it's just, why? You, you got all that talent down there. It's no need to go there. Um, and then speaking, you know, moving over to... Um, What's that pay-per-view? <laughs> AEW. Uh, we saw, speaking of women, we saw Thunder Rosa making her AEW debut. She will challenge this Saturday for the Women's Championship. But she had a tune-up match against the legendary Serena Deeb, and which Thunder Rosa, obviously, was victorious. She is the NWA Women's Champion. A championship, quite frankly, that uh, is prestigious, that Jazz never lost. But nonetheless, you look at people, you know, your Allison Kays who's had it. And I think she may beat Allison K for it. I could be wrong, though. But nonetheless, um, she's doing a great job holding that championship. Could she become a double champion? Only time will tell. And so, and then also rounding out over at NXT. I mean, NXT. He's former NXT superstar. Another former NXT superstar over at Impact. We saw that. Deanna Perrazzo recently became their women's champion, and now Eric Young has defeated Eddie Edwards to become their brand new Impact champion once again. Uh, this place just works for Eric Young. I was really upset because I wanted to see Sanity work out. I thought Sanity would have been very entertaining. I honestly, I hate to say stuff like this, folks. I just don't think they had the right people writing for them. At the end of the day, I don't think they had the right people writing for them where they could reach their full potential, where they could be entertaining, and that's where I think they messed up. So I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back. I'm going to give my AEW predictions for All Out, and then I'm going to go around the net. But you may know I have another podcast called Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings. I recently launched another addition to that, another segment called Bring it through the glass ceilings with uncomfortable conversations. So far, I've talked about the NCAA needs to stop football. I talked about UNC 
uh, having a clusterfuck on their hands when they did not allow, uh, when they allowed too many students back and students contracted COVID-19. And then I also talked about what it's like to be a black man in America. Well, this past week, I dropped an episode where I sat down with my grandfather and we discussed the history of sports activism. And here's a clip from that show where he discusses how as a 78 year old man, he was proud of LeBron James and the the NBA players as well as the WNBA players for using their platform. I'll be back after this. As somebody who's been on this earth, you can reveal your age if you want to. How did it make you feel to see these athletes take this type of stand? Well, it made me feel good. I'm 78 years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I've been, have seen a whole lot. It made me feel good to see the black athletes and even the white ones who are standing with them to stand up about things that are happening. You know, I was sitting here thinking uh, yesterday they celebrated Jackie Robinson Day, and which is great because Jackie stood up for a lot. And also uh, it's good to see these guys who are standing up and saying enough is enough and we're tired. And the only way to do this is to step aside and say, I'm just not going to play. If you go back further, years and years ago, a young man by the name of Kurt Flood did that, and uh, he really was out there on his own. And, of course, it's a different situation, but it's still the same because Kurt Flood stood up for free agency, and he was out there by himself. I'm glad to see that these athletes are stepping up. Uh, You know, Brian... I go back and I often tell my wife and I told my two daughters, when Donald Trump was running for president, when he made the speech, I'm going to make America great again, right away I started thinking he wanted America to go back like it was in the 30s and 40s, where we had no say-so, where if you spoke up, you were sort of kicked out of the ramification. My hat is off to these black athletes. I'm proud of them, and I'm sure some of the older athletes who played in the major leagues or NFL or NBA before them is proud of them too. All right, I'm back, folks. So make sure you check out that. Just search Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings. Um, I usually speak to a lot of my friends about their journey in sports this week. Um, I have my good friend, Keisha Swafford, a sports YouTuber um, and broadcaster who will come on to discuss her career. But um, last week I had my friend Chanapa on. So not only do I have those conversations, but also I have conversations with my friends about their journeys to success. So um, AEW, this Saturday is all out and... Um, it's going to be exciting. I think it's, you know, I think it's a solid pay-per-view or a solid show. Um, looking forward to it. I'm looking at, um, you know, looking at the card. It seems, seems solid. You know, I'm going to start off. You got Britt Baker taking on the big swole and that match is, um, you know, it's going to be, on, it's a, called a two for nails match. Big Swole says she's going to go to her job and beat her tail. Uh, we saw Big Swole get beat up by Britt Baker and company during an interview on Wednesday's night's AEW Dynamite. But I think Big Swole gets the win here. Yeah, this will be Britt Baker's return. But let's face it, Big she's established. They need to get Big Swole established. And a victory right here, this will do it for her. 
Um, she and Lil Swole, they came up short in the tag tournament, but I think this is a great rebound, so I got her winning this. Um, but that match will take place in the buy-in. That's what it's called, the buy-in. The match where you can find it on YouTube before the official show starts. Uh, in a Mimosa match, we got Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy. Again, why isn't Chris Jericho the AEW champion? I can see him not having that run from the beginning till now, but I think the, the strap needs to be back on him. He's the most entertaining, the most innovative, and when his music hits, I guarantee you if they was in arenas, people would be screaming. They would be screaming, you know? Um, and I would play it, but I know my computer may take forever to pull it up, so I ain't even going to try. Uh, but it's, you know, it's definitely... You know, it's a it's a song that I keep rocking in my vehicle. So, but um, I got Jericho winning this one for some strange reason. Uh, you would think Orange Cassidy. You know what? No, I'm gonna take it back. I think Cassidy wins this. I think Jericho puts him over. I think Cassidy uh, has a good showing, and this will help get him to another level. This will put him up, I think, two to one on Chris Jericho. Um, and then we got Sam in another match, um, a grudge match. Sammy G, Sammy Guevara taking on Matt Hardy. Hardy has vowed that if he loses, he will leave AEW. And that's what I think is going to happen. I think Matt Hardy's run as a professional wrestler is coming slowly, surely to an end. Maybe he'll return as a different persona, but this is a broken match. But I do think... Um, I think Sammy G wins this. I think Matt Hardy, you'll see him doing more behind the scenes or more stuff in creative. Um, we have the Casino Battle Royal. I mentioned it earlier. Part of me wants to pick Eddie Kingston. I feel like he's been the loudest, but then again, Lance Archer's right there. I feel like it's a lot invested in him. And to me, he just seems like that prototypical big man that wins a battle royal. Um, and then for the Women's Championship, we got... Sheeta taking on Thunder Rosa, defending the AEW Women's Championship. I think Sheeta wins. It's hard for me to really see uh, Thunder Rosa coming into AEW with the NWA Championship and then winning the AEW Women's Championship. I I, I just don't see it. I don't. Um, We'll have the Young Bucks taking on the Jurassic Express. Young Bucks get a win here. Uh, I think they're slowly but surely getting some momentum and they will be soon propelled to the tag team championships. I think this right here actually may make them a number one contenders, you know, uh, or at least give them a, uh, a, a reason to vouch for that championship. And then we have the Dark Order taking on the Natural Nightmares. I'm going to be honest with you. I see a Dark Order winning. They are getting... Hot and hotter. This right here is a, a solid victory they need. Uh, you got Mr. Brody Lee, who's in charge, a.k.a. Mr. McMahon. And I think he, you know, really puts the pressure on them. And I think they get it. And, you know, the natural nightmares, slowly but surely, will become the natural jobbers. I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. Uh, and then for the tag team championship, this match should be really good. You have Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page defending the championship against FTR. And I think this is it. This is where it happens. FTR becomes champions. Hangman has been kicked out of the elite. Um, and I looked at him and I looked at Omega 
And I got disappointed, folks, because I always go back to that press conference. And if I'm not mistaken, at that initial press conference, it was Adam Hangman Page versus Pac. And that was supposed to be the match that was supposed to be the match that would determine who was going to be the first AEW champion. But nope. And then we noticed, you know, I've been uh, on and on in my soapbox about Kenny Omega. He's just somebody who two years ago or three years ago, he was the hottest um, prospect. Well, not even the hottest prospect. One of the hottest free agents in wrestling. The guy that we just kept saying, man, get him to the E. But will the E use him right? Can't wait to see. Would love to see him in the WWE. But right now, he just looks like another person on the roster. They need to break up. This needs to happen, and then we need to see Kenny Omega slowly but surely get into that world title picture. The bottom line is, Kenny, nobody in the United States knows you the way they did in Japan. We want to see you, the wrestling fans, want to be able to prove to the sports entertainment fans, to the fans who are just getting used to you, and we want to say, this is the guy we was talking about. This is the guy who you should tune in on Wednesday nights to see. And then last, but certainly not least, well, you know what? Yeah, it probably is least because it's quite simple. John Moxley defending the AEW championship against MJF. There's absolutely, as my man Rob Parker would say, no way, no how. I see MJF walking away with the championship. As Vince McMahon would say, not a chance in hell. I hope I'm wrong, though. I would love to see the shakeup right here. Prove me wrong, AEW. Prove me wrong. MJF, AEW champion. Okay, we'll see. But, folks, that is my predictions. We'll see. We'll see how it is. Maybe I'll do a show. Maybe I won't. Um, depends how much of the show I actually get to see on Saturday. Um, but now it's time to go around the net. Around the Net, brought to you by B Waters Productions. If you're looking to get an event filmed or high quality pictures, you want professional quality, simply go on Instagram at B Waters Productions and visit www.brianhwaters.com to book B Waters Productions for your event. So, Around the Net, folks, um, make sure, like I said on the thing, make sure you contact B Waters Productions for any of your needs. I look at, I was on Twitter and I saw Drew McIntyre and Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury being a world champion in boxing. He did a match uh, recently. Uh, didn't he fight Brock? Yeah, I, I might be wrong. Wait, was that Tyson Fury? No, Braun Strowman. He fought Braun Strowman. Um, but yeah, so he says challenge. He put a video. Challenge. He challenged Drew McIntyre. To bring it, you greasy chump. He wants to face the champ. Well, McIntyre responds because that's what he does. I'm not one of your normal one of the normal bums you pick to fight. I'm not some punching bag getting paid to turn up and lose. Nice timing, by the way. Even with a fractured jaw, I'm pretty confident I could do 12 rounds with your pillow fist. Nice try, King. Your WWE champion. So McIntyre wants to face. Tyson Fury, not 
not really excited. I mean, him and Braun, they had a solid big man, normal big man match overseas. Um, but no, it's enough talent on the WWE roster that I want to see Drew McIntyre go against, and it's not Tyson Fury. Um, but sad new well, um, I don't say was well, it's, it's sad. Uh, the Rock and his family tested positive for COVID nineteen. Uh, got the word shortly before I, you know, while I was getting ready for the show. Um, so we definitely send our prayers up to him and his family. You know, he did say, I believe there was articles saying that they were like in the last stages of it to the point they're not contagious. However, at the end of the day, folks, put on your mask. Put on your mask. If you're a wrestling fan, there are plenty of sites. They got masks out there that's got, you know, you can rock a Hulk Hogan or a Macho Man or NWO mask. Put on your mask. Um, this is just something we just don't know enough about. A lot of people think, okay, well, you know, well, it's going to be over. It's just a fact. No, we don't know nothing about it. As somebody who works with medicine permanently, I ain't going to be full disclosure here. Full disclosure. Um, because I'm pretty sure nobody from my job listened to my show anyway. Uh, <laughs> I almost didn't go in the air tonight. I almost didn't do a show because I've been so swallowed with COVID-19 content. But I said, nope, COVID's not winning this battle, buddy. So make sure you put on your mask. And speaking of COVID-19, Renee Young, she recently did a interview with sports illustrated indicating she was ups, uh you know she talked about testing positive for COVID 19 and she said to be transparent about everything she did feel a certain way that the w how the wwe handled it you know um and this is what she says on being on asked if she was bothered by wwe's reaction to her positive test. Like I said, this coming from Sports Illustrated. Make sure they're giving them their credit. Listen, anything I say on this is going to end up seeming like controversial or like I'm crapping on it or whatever. But yeah, I did feel a little slighted. I didn't feel like anyone was all that concerned that I got sick. That bothered me for sure. Um, she went on to talk about how WWE handled COVID-19 in March and April. It was shocking. It really shocking. It was really shocking to see that this was deemed essential business. That made it seem like, hold on a second here. I was not traveling for a while. I was doing stuff from home. I was like, I just don't need to be there. Especially when you look at what I was doing on the shows at the time for me to fly from Las Vegas to Orlando. When you have Kayla Braxton, local in Orlando, you have Sarah Schreiber, local in Orlando, Charlie Caruso spending most of her time in Florida. There were hands on deck that didn't have to travel. So for me to feel like I had to, I had to actually still get on the plane and go was like, Oh my gosh, for what, what am I doing here? It made me feel insane. So, um, yeah, you know, she's, Obviously, last week, Renee Young was, um, you know, she was, she's, uh, 
Her last day was SummerSlam, and she's moved on with her career. So she's officially back to, if you look on Twitter, she's going by her uh, shoot name, Renee Paquette. And I mentioned earlier that I had been a fan of hers long before the WWE when she used to be on right after wrestling with Arta Ocal and Jimmy Corderas. So I'm uh, wishing the best for her. Unfortunately, she had to deal with that and hope, it, you know, she's better now. Um, you know, Kayla Braxton revealed that she had it twice. Uh, so, you know, we just got to be careful. You wash your hands, cover your faces. Let's stop this from spreading. Oh, man, I tell you the truth. And then last but not least, but folks, we talked about NXT and Super Tuesday. Well, guess what? The word on the street is... NXT could permanently be moving to Tuesday. USA Networks, I always tell y'all it's about the networks. Y'all can think y'all know stuff, but it's always about the networks. The networks aren't necessarily concerned about competing with AEW on Wednesday nights. And they're not too happy about losing in the ratings anyway. So... Well, why not move to Tuesday? So I believe that these Super Tuesday shows have kind of been a test, and then we'll see where they go from here. Um, from a personal standpoint, to give you my reaction, I'm excited. Uh, I think it would be better. I was able to watch AEW all the way through tonight. Now, I'll tell you that I probably won't be sitting down guaranteeing to have, like, wrestling nights because, so I, to be honest with you, I don't, TNA or Impact comes on Twitch. And a lot of times I forget about it. So I don't just plan my evenings about I'm going to sit here and watch Impact Wrestling. But there's a big match. I probably tune in to NXT. I do plan my Wednesdays around wrestling because that's when I do the show. Mondays is sort of, yeah, but also if I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. Usually Wednesday, Tuesday nights, I make sure I get enough sleep because I know Wednesday is going to be a long evening. So with that being said... It will be cool because being able to, you know, from a a podcasting standpoint, I'll be able to watch NXT, whether I watch it on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning while working, then I can watch AEW and then boom, I don't have to miss out on certain things. You know, I can watch the whole show. So I tell you, impact will be affected though. Bottom line, no doubt about it. Impact will be affected, affected if this does happen so we shall see (laughs) we shall see but folks that'll do it for this week's episode of break it down with brian h um as always thank you for tuning in i appreciate all the new followers all the new listeners i've been seeing you know there's increase in traffic on the platform so i really appreciate those people who have subscribed to the podcast i I can tell who subscribed um and then i appreciate those who out there on twitter following us on twitter at wrestling realm and sharing it with your friends those out there who may not be into wrestling but say you know what brian is doing this so i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna let this play and just listen while i do what i gotta do i appreciate every one of you for the people out there who don't scream about supporting the show but you're listening i appreciate you too thank you for taking time out of your day to sit here and listen to me talk about something that i've loved literally since birth and that is professional wrestling and then i thank you for also checking out my other podcast as well Until the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. 
waters and make sure like i said make sure you subscribe to the show follow us at wrestle realm follow the real Dwayne allen my brother right there until the next time so long everybody Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.